Three, two, one. Bryant Caves coming to us straight from Charlotte, North Carolina. How are, you, how are you doing here? Woo! How are you doing Woo! on this fine uh, evening in the south of the Mason Dixon, God's country, as it's I, been known? Oh, Lord, I am. I am doing all right. Doing all right, my friend. Just, you know, we're just we're just hanging in there. Life's garden, you know, dig mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Just uh, just doing our thing, man. Just it's hot as hell. Yeah. It's uh, about like being in the sauna when you go outside. Mm. But, you know, hey, we're, we're, we'll be all right. Hate, hate to hear that. Hate to hear that. Um, yeah. Here in Ohio, things are um, Ohio-y. It's, it's it's about the best way I can explain it. There's some ha- exciting things happening, but you know, you lived here, you know how it goes. Um, I, I, before we get the show kicked off, I, I needed to bring something up because now we we joke around a lot. We are, have been known to make a a, a little razz at ourselves, right? We've been <laughs> known to uh, you know shoot each other down a bit and <laughs> joke, joke, joke. And most of it's true. Actually, it's not a joke. <laughs> it's, it's, in real, it's it's a not a joke, and B, it's as we uh, say often, it's totally a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. So that if anyone tries to criticize us, they can't because we've already beat them to the punch. We, we you can't say anything worse about us than we can. Nobody hates us like we hate us. Uh, I needed to break something up because we <clears throat> last year uh, around this time, I would say like July, August of twenty twenty. Yeah we got really like heavily into uh, the red stars. We had players come on here. We met with like local 134. We joined up. We're two years into it now uh, in our second year of membership. And we, we started paying more attention to like Tottenham's women's team and Liverpool's women's team. And we really started to invest like both sides, the men and women's side. And sure. it kind of ebbs and flows depending on what seasons are going on and what's happening. Even our episodes of our show, right? Some of them were crew heavy. Some of them were red stars heavy. It's just kind of depending on what's going on. And we have a lot of different interests and we also do very little research and very little preparation. So it's usually what's the big thing today? Let's talk about it. Um, hey, if you, it's, we're like, you know, those late night, uh, you know, it's like Leno, like, hey, have you heard this? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, have you heard this? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly like that. We both have amazing Jay Leno impersonations. Oh, I have to say. Phenomenal. I also have a great Chen. You can't see it because of my beard, but it's it's Leno ish. It. I can I can let everybody know. Bryant's got um, he's got a chin on him. He's got a nice he's got a nice chin. If I were to rate sexiest chins of the people I know, I think you'd be right up there near the top. Right up there near the top. Tom, and, Tom, Tom Brady with his butt chin. Oh no, I don't include Tom Brady. He's not my friend. We share a first name, but that's the only thing we share. And we're both married to supermodels. Outside of that, that's the only thing that we share um, is that. But uh, we're way off base. <laughs> we, took a, we took a wrong turn in Albuquerque uh, earlier this week. And this has happened like a smattering. We've had people like reaching out or sometimes in joking manner, sometimes 
And, you know, why are you doing that? And other times it's, oh my gosh, thank you. Like thanking us for say like what we're doing in, in the world of like women's sports. And I just need to stop everybody. I need to cut everybody off right there. Like we, we do the uh, pretty much the bare minimum. (laughs) We follow teams that we like. We talk about teams that we like. And we happen to have a podcast and we talk about teams that we like on here on a recorded medium. That is, that's as close to the least you can do. The least you can do is nothing. But we just have this philosophy where it's not, we're not trying to advocate. There are so many good advocates out there. There are so many amazing people in the media world that cover like the NWSL or the Women's Super League or the Women's Championship or anything like that. There's so many people who do the work and we, any kind of thank yous towards us are, are really misplaced. And I think you need to take the time yeah. that you would thank us and find different outlets out there that are really putting in the day-to-day work. Like we will watch some matches and then, you know, jump on on a, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night, whatever night it is, and, you know, chat about it a little bit. You do a little bit of writing for it. Um, obviously mm-hmm. with, you know, with beyond women's sports, but I mean, there are people, um, day in, day out, right? Like that's what for they years. do for, for a long time. And, and kind of like you said, we're not doing, we don't do this out of, it's not some like, uh, first of all, it's not some like charity thing. We're not like, Oh, Hey, we feel bad because women's sports don't, don't get the coverage they should. And it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're doing this to try and, you know, Hey, let's give them a, you know, a little sympathy discussion or something we're doing. If, if we didn't enjoy it, we wouldn't talk about it. Like, right. If we like started watching the challenge cup last year and we didn't enjoy watching the matches and they weren't entertaining, we'd be like, Oh, okay. Well we tried it kind of like our awkward Bundesliga phase. We just right. like, eh, it just, it's not for me. And we would have moved on. Like, again, this is watching a sport you like and supporting a team you like is the least thing, the least you could do as a sport. Right. Fan. There, there are a ton of people that, you know, that really put in the work really day to day or, you know, watching every match or uh, talking to the players or writing things or promoting everything they can on Twitter or, you know, social media or, or in mm-hmm. other media. So it's, yeah, no, we uh, like, cool. I'm glad you're listening. I'm glad you're, in, we're obviously, we're glad you're listening. Glad you're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hey, if it makes you, um, want to watch, you know, and support women's sports all the better. But, you know, we, we definitely don't deserve anybody's thanks. The only time that you should thank us is the inevitable day where we're like, okay, we're not going to record a podcast anymore. That would be the first time I think a legitimate thank you would be in order. Or, or at the end of every podcast when you say like, thank, thank God it's over. Yeah, that's that's enough. That's a great that's a great time to say thank you. Also, but just to kind of wrap this piece up, uh, you need to follow folks like Meg Linehan who writes for the Athletic. You need to follow folks like Steph Yang who writes for the Athletic. Uh, you need to follow sites like um, All Four XI. The for if you like uh, women's hockey, the Ice Garden is a great outlet that does stuff like that. I've been watching the WNBA. And there's this season, and we haven't talked much about it on here, but I've been watching the Atlanta Dream and stuff. There's so many different outlets that cover the W. An easy Google or Twitter search. If you want to get more, reach out to us. We we can share contact. We can share places that we've 
looked into just go back to our prior episodes to look at the teams players from the teams we've uh interviewed you can go and you can follow those supporters groups like the local 134 or these uh cloud nine goth folks out out there with uh, sky blue gotham fc or the nice folks over at you know at uproar here in uh yeah, here in carolina good good folks over there uh, i did an article about the lavender legion with racing louisville a, a couple weeks back uh, they're they're an awesome group they're a new group but they're an awesome group pretty much every nwsl team has an amazing supporters group <laughs> that if you want to learn more about a team or if you want to pick a team those are the best places to start uh do research join a join a group get to know people and people are so welcoming it's so different from and we talked about this a little bit with sarah spain in the interview there's a lot of gatekeeping that goes on in like the NFL or college football yeah. or any other or hell. I mean, MLB. I would argue MLS. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. there's plenty, there's plenty of gatekeeping, you know, I'm not going to get on here and name names and throw shade at people, but there's, I think there's plenty of gatekeeping. Eric in the from crew. two rush challenges. Well, yeah. you know, it's Eric, obviously um, but there's plenty of gatekeeping, I think in the crew community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there's really none of that that either of us haven't, you know, I won't say it doesn't exist because it, it may, but neither of us have encountered anything like that among any of the NWSL fans or fan bases or supporters groups or anything else that we've, we've encountered. It's been nothing but nice people. Hey, you know, Hey, come grab a beer. Hey, come grab a, you know, a snack or food or whatever it is. If you see it out in public or, you know, I've, I've worn uh, Chicago red stars gear around Charlotte and I've had, a couple people like say something to me that were say like courage fans. And it was just Oof. kind of friendly, like Bans. friendly, friendly banter a little bit, or, you know, Hey, cool to see somebody else with, you know, that's an NWSL fan. Like it's almost like the people are so nice. It almost gives me imposter syndrome. Like, wait, why is it? I shouldn't be here. I'm new to this. I've only been doing this for a year, a little over are, a year. Are, are they trying to sell me something? Like, <laughs> is this an MLM? <laughs> Some, I I have uh, I have I've been attempted to have been recruited into a cult before, so I know the I know the signs. And if, uh, if you, you ever know, need some, help with the signs of a cult, Brian's got you covered. I got you covered. Oh gosh. Um. Uh, but yeah, that that's all we wanted to say. That's all I got to say about that. Um. We're just uh, we're we're just happy to have sports as our escape from the the rigors of the world and meeting so many awesome people through it and uh yeah if you don't follow any teams outside of your local men's soccer club then i'd I'd say you should give it the old college try and uh watch some and and become a chicago red stars fan because obviously yeah yeah um so let's go ahead and uh let's get into the show what do you think Ooh, i think that sounds like a good idea okay here we go bright me it's a podcast. Welcome to Bright Me, where we talk about soccer and other things, other podcasty things. Here's tonight's lineup. Crew played and won. What? Much to the dismay of the hashtag Porter Out crowd. We're going to discuss it. And I'll share my experience covering a match for the first time at the dot. Ooh. And it was and it was pretty awesome. I, I say that jokingly. Spoiler alert. It was cool. I'll tell you more about it. Uh, then we're going to get into kind of a smorgasbord of various um, headlines 
throughout the NWSL and really women's soccer as a whole. We're going to start with the Washington Spirit, a.k.a. the Fighting Corleones. Uh, they're in shambles, so of course this is when we're going to talk about them. And we're going to discuss that and also a team in England that messed up bigly, and it isn't mm. Liverpool. And it wow. isn't Liverpool, which makes my heart um, skip a beat, probably because I've been eating so unhealthily. I might have to get my heart checked. Also, I'm going to Cleveland. So we'll talk about that too, because it is connected to that storyline. And then, times in Cleveland today. No, no. We can quote the 30 Rock episode of Cleveland. But I will not do the Cleveland tourism video. I'm just kidding. Mike Polk's funny. I like Mike. And then we will fix all of your life issues that you sent us across social media. But before we get into that, here are some headlines. We're going to break down some scores of different matches that we're not necessarily going to talk about too much in detail tonight. Start off with Liverpool. Women had a 0-0 draw to Bristol City. I can't tell you how close it was because I couldn't watch it because Liverpool had another men's uh, had a men's match that day. So they didn't stream the women's match. Hooray. That's that's uh, good on you, Liverpool. Way to, yeah. Way to really, yeah. Bumps. Two teams, two teams, one club. Yeah, sure. Blow that your ass. Tottenham Hotspurs shocked Man City for the second time this season. Hey. This time it was the Tottenham women's side. They were down one in the sixth minute. And you know what usually happens in the WSL. Whenever <laughs> Man City or Chelsea or Arsenal score one goal, it Turns usually means seven. they score <laughs> seven goals. They scored one goal, and that was it. Tottenham made the best of their second half, which reminds me of something we're going to talk about later. But a Rachel, Rachel Williams goal in the 61st minute and an own goal by the Man City keeper oof, at the 86th minute gave Tottenham the 2-1 to one dub. The, uh, the Chicago Red Stars um, owned, uh, loaned own goal out <laughs> across the pond. It took a while to get there because you have to get through the visas. Right, and so that's, like that, that. that's yeah. kind of why you haven't seen own goal there for the Red Stars for a while. We were trying to get all the like uh, paperwork cleared. You know, there's COVID. Right. Own goal had to quarantine. Own goal mm-hmm. is vaccinated, of course, but own goal right. did have did have to quarantine still. It's you know funky stuff going on, but own goal made it yeah. and uh, really really helped uh, Tottenham Hotspur out there. Those embassies take their good old time when it Oof. comes to approving those visas, but. Luckily, it got through, uh, much to the delight of the Lily Whites out there in the, in the Tottenhams. Chicago and Houston. Oh, we're going to talk about Man City a little bit more later. Uh, Chicago and Houston faced off Friday to a one-to-one draw thanks to a late uh, Florida State alum Casey Kruger goal in the 77th minute. They escaped with a point before the international break. Thank God some something Florida State good related happened that was good over the weekend because sigh. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's for our college football show that we, we have on every week. If you haven't followed our college football show, uh, we'll tell you the name of it at the end of this episode. Uh, and also a good thing that happened in Houston, uh, Sarah Gordon and her boyfriend were not racially profiled by the security guards. Congratulations, Houston, on progressing from how you acted in the Challenge Cup. Uh, Make sure you believe black players whenever they make complaints about things that are happening, unlike the NWSL. Uh, Tottenham men 
they lost three to zero to Crystal Palace with uh, Topanga leaving early with the red card or Tanganga, excuse me. I, my mind just Tanganga. He left early. He had to watch some episodes of Boy Meets World, so he left with a red card. Um, so Crystal Palace. Capitalized. It was like the game. Remember the game where uh, Lamar Jackson had to leave the game against the Browns because supposedly he had to take a dump. He had to poop. Yeah. Yeah. That that's what Tanganga did. He, he but just, in soccer, you can't just run off the field and come back onto the field. Right. He's like, so I got to get off the field somehow. He's like, I got to get off the field, guys. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I got a turtle head poking out. I got to get off. So he got a red card. He was done. And so we're Tottenham. On the other side, though, Liverpool won three to zero and they beat Leeds, the Ooh. worst team not named Nottingham Forest. Ew. Leeds are a, a real classy bunch of fans uh, booing a player whose ankle was completely dislocated uh, and also chanting that they're always the victims after he was carted off on a stretcher. So good on you leads. Um, Real classy team is as good as your supporters, which is not good at all. Real classy bunch of folks there. Real classy. Yeah. If you're also following rugby, we had Nia Tapper on here. She's not going to be competing this weekend, but you can watch some USA women's rugby this weekend up in uh, Canada, but you can stream it on, on the internet on Saturday and Sunday. And then Naya is actually going to be in a league here starting. uh, There's a one weekend or one day tournament coming up in the beginning of October where Naya is going to be there along with some other Olympic uh, Olympic teammates. So that's something cool too. Those are headlines slash score lines. Woo. We got through all of them. Bryant, let's move now into our long form portion of the show the first one is the uh, fighting miguel berries taking on the new york red bull gotham fc's men's gotham fc men excuse me gotham fc men that's that's absolutely what we're going to start calling them too that's amazing um take that robbie yeah (laughs) i'm still not apologizing for gina and you can't make me damn gina damn gina you will get no apology and you will like it, sir. So anyway, um, as, as listeners you, of our we love you. We, we do love you. As listeners of our of our podcast and uh, people that um, maybe are on Twitter and as a part of crew Twitter, um, things haven't been going so hot for the uh, the Columbus crew uh, lately. Hmm. Um, not a lot of not a lot of results really going in their favor. Um, they were hmm. on some they were on a bit of a losing streak. Lost, uh, lost one nil to the uh, fight in David Beckham's down in Miami, which uh, they're not very good. So that's 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 a pretty bad loss, um, you know. But but here's the good news. Last night in a uh, season that's been just dark and cloudy and and ugly, we got a little ray of sunshine as uh, as provided by. And we're going to go ahead and say the greatest Columbus crew player of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and this is in no way uh, an exaggeration or hyperbole. No. Uh, Barry is, is we the don't even know what hyperbole means. Yeah. No hyperbole here. Barry is the single greatest Columbus crew player of all time. There. I said it, um, you know, who, who kept this really uh, kept, kept the momentum much again, like you said, to the dismay of, uh, of the Porter out crowd who were actively rooting for us to lose at this point. So we could fire the coach. Mm-hmm. Um, the Columbus crew kind of snuck through with a, with a victory. Um, 
first half uh, wasn't much to write home about, um, if we're being honest. Um, but just after the half, um, really, I think Caleb Porter did something that he wouldn't normally do. He went to the uh, went to the three man <laughs> with the three man sub. Oh my which is uh, not something he would usually do. Um, the biggest of which I think was replacing uh, Etienne with, uh, with Matan. Yeah. Etienne. Um, and much. Uh, yeah. I'll start with Etienne and then I'll finish with Matan. Etienne has had awesome moments. I mean, the MLS cup, his goal was amazing. He's had some good matches. He start as of late. He's been like the winger of choice for Porter and he started him. But last night, he just kept getting pushed to the corner flag. Yeah. He wasn't sending in crosses. He seemed like he was a little lacking confidence attacking. And it was just a problem where Etienne on one side and Diaz on the other side. Diaz will get his crosses in and he'll shoot the ball, you know, 12 rows into the stand. And <laughs> he, he looks like me when I play FIFA every time and hit this hit the circle button too hard. I held you know? it down. I held it down. <laughs> you you gotta it. tap, you gotta tap the circle button, Diaz. You can't like hold it down. Uh, but it was on both wings last night. Diaz threw in some crosses, but when they were crosses sent in, it was either directly to a New York defender or it was completely right. over the entire penalty area. But Etienne just kept getting stuck in the corner and it turned into just back passing. Like, okay, we're just going to pass it back to the defensive half of the field. And it was so, the first half was and, so frustrating. But you said the time came on. And you're already, you're already struggling. Like lately, just in general, like the team is struggling to uh, on the offensive end in particular. Like, I mean, they're losing they're losing games one nil like they're not you know, they're not losing games three nil or, you know, getting blown out. Like These are close games. The problem is they're not scoring goals, really. Yeah. I mean, they're not letting a, a bunch of goals in really like these are not um, terrible defensive efforts or efforts where Eloy room is, you know, making boneheaded mistakes like you did when he decided he didn't want to get vaccinated um like they've made their mistakes one brian lenoy he he came up and said look yeah they've had some matches like where they were at home and they gave up four goals they gave up three goals those were rough those were some tough matches that the crew had but lately the one against inter miami that's completely on josh williams completely on him he had not started a match since june and he just he didn't judge how far back he had to kick the ball back to pass it back. And it'd been a while since he played. So whatever, like you said, offense can fix a multitude of but you're, <laughs> you're also allowed to score. You're like, yes, Josh Williams completely screwed up on that play. You are also allowed to score goals. Right. Like you don't have to just, allowed, just, be- yeah. just because you give up a goal. doesn't mean, okay, now we have to lose. Uh, one nil instead of a zero zero draw like you are allowed to you know put the ball in the net um but you brought in you brought in you brought in matan you brought in maddie and uh frazier and williams all at the same time which seeing a a triple sub that is rare for porter because one of the people one of the things people say is that he holds his subs like if he, he he'll never get one back ever again like yeah he, he holds them like they're precious to him like it's the ring he's got the ring he's like my precious and he doesn't like <laughs> using his subs he used all five he, well he had to use six but uh hope pedro santos hope you're okay i know he's a big listener 
Uh, yeah. We have a big uh, Portuguese audience. And then, um, yeah, he used six subs last night, five of them of his own volition, of his own, like, I'm going to use these. Yeah, I mean, it's – but I think that adjustment, I think bringing in those three guys, like, Frazier had a couple of nice crosses in there. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Matan was – like, Matan, to me, should be – like, I think he's making a strong case that he should be starting. Like, when he comes in, he seems to have – he seems to have energy. He seems to be aggressive a little more. Like, he, he's making a case to me that he should probably be one of the, wing, one of the starting wingers. Mm-hmm. That, no, that, that's, that's a strong case. Offensively, I mean, we saw it. That first goal from Darlington Nagby was off of Matan. It was Matan cutting through the offense. And no offense to Diaz, but – a guy gets too close to him and he'll fall to the ground. He'll yeah, like, he'll dive absolutely. to the ground and start just like, he'll roll around a little bit and then get up upset because he didn't get the call. Matan went through about three or four dudes last night to shoot that close range shot, eventually deflected onto Darlington Nagby's head who heads it in off the crossbar. Don't get me wrong. Matan is great. There were some tactical changes. I know we joked around on Twitter, like asking us to go over tactics uh, what were you going to say? What was the Simpsons reference? So, had? yeah, somebody asked us uh, about the tactic, about like, hey, can you guys talk about when uh, Porter switched to, I don't even remember what the formation was he mentioned, because I, I don't know what I'm watching. Is that a 4-4-2 from a usual 4-2-3-1? Uh, yeah, so uh, if you want, um, you know, tactical breakdowns and which strategies are working, we're not the guys for you. And it, it reminded me of um, a moment on the Simpsons and it's from my favorite episode, uh, Marge versus the monorail. Yeah. And the, the, at the monorail opening ceremony, um, the like guest of honor, like MC is uh, Leonard Nimoy. And <laughs> Mayor Quimby is uh, introducing Leonard Nimoy, and then he closes with, and, and may I say, may the force be with you. And <laughs> Leonard Nimoy looks at him, and he's like, do you even know who I am? <laughs> and it's just like, it's like, you may have me, you may have us confused for one of those podcasts that's really good at that, because that's, that's not our, uh, that's not our bag. no no it's definitely not but i did notice watching the match last night i was at the dot i was at i was there covering it and one thing they did to help that left side of the field is instead of having lucas zella around playing he kind of roams as a 10 and he kind of plays more right towards the center and he'll shift back and forth at the beginning of the second half I think it was more because Etienne was on that side and it was for assistance, but he was kind of move instead of having the fullback run up, he was kind of moving more towards the left side of the field. So that let Abdul Salam kind of move more central and it gave them more of an offensive outlet. That also brings some defenders over, right? Cause if you have Lucas right. around over there, you're going to attract some attention. So that could open up some, maybe some passing lanes. And you even saw that Matan, he, he charged in from that left side of the offense. He charged in through the left. Darlington Nagby's in the middle of the box. Pretty much all the focus is on Matan because he's running through dudes. He's got Lucas around coming in behind him. And that Nagby really just like, okay, it's just me. <laughs> I think he actually had another crew player next to him. I forget who it was, but he's like, okay, I'm just going to head this in. And that was that. It was, it, it was nice to see 
some changes made, but also at the same time about Matan, um, there were tactical changes. Now his run was yeah. amazing. His run was awesome. It was cool to see him breaking through and not falling to the ground, looking for a penalty, looking for a free kick. He just kept going and he was like the energizer bunny. He's a small dude, but he's got energy and he's got quickness and he can move with pace and he's got good footwork and all that great stuff. One thing that you're the reason I think that's holding him back from starting. He doesn't have any defense. No, he doesn't have any defense. Like, and this is a game where it's not like Deion Sanders who he could, he was, he could intercept the ball. He's not going to tackle anybody. He can't stop anybody physically. He could do his speed and he can finesse you, but Matan for 90 minutes, his defense has to get better. If he's going to start in this situation down a goal and you're they're pushing everybody into the offense half to field. I know we switched tactics and they moved Zalarayan over, but the only people you had back there pretty much were Mensa and Williams. And to their to their credit, New York never really had the ability to counterattack. Every counterattack no, was... was swallowed up because Williams yes. came in for Worm Gore and they did really good back there. But when you have that many guys going forward. Matan individual effort is completely there, but I think his performance, if you just look at his performance, that overshadows a multitude of other things that happen uh, to allow that to happen. That's, that's, that's very fair. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think he's a good, he's a good, he, you could also make a case that kind of, like you said, he's a good guy to bring on late oh, in the game. Kind of like we used to talk about, talk about Diaz, like, this, his his speed, his effort, his his strength, you know, kind of holding the ball. Um, you know, it's just lightning in a bottle. <laughs> he yeah, needs some help I mean, in the second half, bring him in. And then, you know, as as you so eloquently put in uh in your massive report article this week, um, <laughs> the legend of Miguel Berry, uh cult hero, and and I've gone ahead and crowned greatest Columbus crew player of all time. Um <laughs> It's it's just continuing to grow. I mean, five goals in eight in eight matches. Um, he's he without him. Obviously, they're one point out of the playoffs right now. Without without Barry's performance lately, they're not sniffing the playoffs right now. No, they're down. I I, I calculated it because I wrote another article off some post-match comments, which you might be able to see on Wednesday on Massive Report, although it did kind of get in the weeds. Uh, I Quick sidebar, Pat Murphy, who's the editor, one of the editors at Massive Report, he told me, I think I might have shared this on the show. If I didn't, I know I told you in person, Bryant, but he says a lot of my stories, I try to be too epic. I try. I don't just go for the, hey, here's what happened. Here are the facts. Here's what happened. I... <laughs> I was reading like Jacob Myers and Ori Benatar, some other folks who write about the crew. They're, they're very like calculate. Okay. Here's the tack. Here's what happened. Tactical, blah, 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 blah. I heard one quote last night in the press conference that I was like, Oh my gosh, I have an idea. And I had a whole article just off of one quote, my articles. If you see like outside of a match recap, cause I did do the match recap. I'll talk about that in a minute, but, um, the outside articles, the articles that don't connect to, hey, here's what happened in this minute. Here's what happened in this minute. Right. I really, I get in the weeds. And this next one, I compare Miguel Barry to somebody. And it's like the theme of the entire article. And I'm not going to give away who it was, but it's um, 
I feel like I made a compelling case, but I did have to put in one sentence in there saying, before you click away, here's the logic behind it. But I'm going to, I'm going to guess. Let's see. Pat actually publishes it. Probably either Leah Messi um, or Jesus Christ himself. I combined those two into a, a mecha deity. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Messi Christ. It was not either of them. Uh, no, but you'll have to you'll have to read to find out on Massive Report. We in the biz we call that a tease, kids. Yeah, yeah, you like that. Um, but no, on that Matan goal or not? Excuse me, not Matan goal. Matan shot deflected for the Nagby goal on the Barry goal. First of all, Barry, good finish. The dude's got <laughs> composure. Hey oh, hey oh, sophomore professional. The dude's got composure. But there were so many things that happened in that run of play that just like it was pretty awesome it was pretty amazing um harrison awful who gets a lot of flack from people he gets a ton of flack from people he um he balled out he had this (laughs) he had this just minor touch the ball's coming to him and he doesn't it's just a little like flick of the heel it's nothing nothing huge but it'll it keeps the pass going and it gets around the New York defender, and then Barry can just run. He can yeah. just, you know, he can go to town. But then he doesn't go up and just shoot the ball. He's able to get it over to Zella Rayon. Zella Rayon takes a rocket of a shot. Bradley Wright Phillips is just kind of hanging between the two of them, which is great because that means one of the defenders, you know, you're not going to leave Bradley Wright Phillips alone <laughs> in the penalty right. box. But then Barry just does what Barry does, man. Like you said, the greatest crew player of all time without any debate. Um, <laughs> Barry gets the ball. He's a young dude, but he's so patient inside the box. Like he doesn't just get the ball. He's like, I got to shoot it. Like no offense to Diaz. He kind of gets like, even last night you saw he was on a breakaway and he just rushes it. He like, he just puts too much behind it. Yeah. Barry was calculated. He's like, no, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge this player. And then I'm going to just go five hole, five hole on the keeper. And dude, like we were talking in the press box beforehand and we were like, uh, if Barry does it again, this is going to be like his, <laughs> this is going to further the legend of Miguel Barry. And when it happened, we just looked at each other. We we're like, oh my God, it happened. <laughs> it happened again. And it was, it was awesome to be like there and be a part of it. I'm looking forward to next year um, being there for the Miguel Berry statue unveiling um, <laughs> outside our outside our new stadium. Oh, um, gosh. It's gonna um, be it's gonna be wonderful. That's another thing too that folks are bringing up about uh, Barry should start, and I I can get that. I think when when Zardis is hurt, I can get that you want Barry to start. Barry, uh, in the few matches he started, he's only started four matches since he came back. So four of his eight appearances have been um, have been starts. The crew have only won one of those goal, one of those matches, and he didn't even score a goal or have an assist in it. Um, the one he he started against Seattle, um, they lost two to one, which is not his fault. He got subbed off by the time it happened. Didn't score a goal. Didn't register an assist. Every time he's made a big impact in the match, every time he's kind of propelled Columbus is whenever he's been brought in, like we talked about Matan. But for Barry, it's not the speed. It's not that that's 
the the deciding factor of why you need to bring him in because he's big he's six three he, like we said he's patient inside the box he, he takes mm-hmm. his chances he doesn't rush things he has an eye for the field and he's passing to other players around him that that's awesome that's awesome to do but i, I he hasn't had an uh, a performance like that during a start or playing a full 90 minutes he hasn't played full 90 minutes all season even when he was in the usl he hasn't played 90 minutes one match the entire super sub he is a uh, super sub but I, I there's nothing wrong with that freaking alan gordon who played for the galaxy and i think he moved on to another team later on in his career he would come in and score goals all the time and when you get into the playoffs whenever you get into these tight matches like that a win's a win a goal's a goal it doesn't oh, matter yeah. when you get it or if you started or if you subbed every big moment he's had with the crew he's been a substitute and that doesn't diminish his contributions if anything being able to come onto the field cold not yeah. playing and making an impact like that it's 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 huge that's you know you used to i compare it to you know obviously because i've been a baseball fan my whole life yeah um, but you, you've read, I've read tons of articles where players would talk about being a pinch hitter and you having to come in, you know, ice cold, not having been out in the field, not having been moving. You come in as a pitch hitter, you know, late in the game or something and having to go up there and bat. And it's, it's incredibly difficult, like to, to get a hit or to, you know, to, to make contact because you're, you're cold. Like you haven't, you haven't seen the pitcher multiple times. You haven't. So it's got, it's the same thing. Like it's hard to come in like that ice cold jump into the flow of the game. Like usually most games, it takes a little bit in the beginning for guys to get into the flow of the game. Well, when you're in the, you know, 65th minute or 70th minute, whatever it is, you don't have time to get in the flow of the game. You need to be in the flow of the game. The minute you step on the pitch, especially when you're down, you're down a goal. Right. And yeah, it's, it's, that's a great point. It's a great point you bring up. So all the Porter outness, um, I'm still, I think last night if they would have lost, I would have finally been like, okay, maybe they need to reassess. But the players still fight for him. And you can, yeah. and not just for him, but for the, the results. And the players are cohesive. It's not like Mourinho ball where they're trying to get a manager fired. They're not, <laughs> this is not right. like where players quit on the team because they obviously don't quit. They've had, uh, I ran some numbers and they average about 3.8 changes from match to match in terms of roster, in terms of how many people have to leave the lineup every match. It's close to four per, per match. They've never played the same 11 once the entire season. Never once did they do it. And that's in 24 games or excuse me, 25 matches. They've played 25 different starting 11s. That's crazy. And you want to say Porter, oh, Porter out because look at what Matan's doing and look at what Barry's doing and uh, we should fire him because that. Or maybe he made those substitutions and he brought them in at a time in the match where, okay, we need to have offensive firepower. Matan, like he, defensively, you're not going to – that's a liability. I, I don't know. I, I yeah. The argument can go either way and it just kind of goes into a void. But – they won, and it was it was fun. Any other th- uh, comments about the match? No, it was just it was really good to see them getting a win in mm-hmm. front of the home crowd. I, it felt it felt good for the players. Like it, it was nice to get them to see that. It, it, I was happy for 
um, for the fans, you know, that went, especially the ones that, you know, aren't being um, petulant children. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was all, it was all good to see. Now you got to, you had the special honor of getting to cover the match um, mm-hmm. for massive report. And you did do the match right up, obviously. So um, firstly, and most importantly about that, uh, was there food, and what was the quality of said food? Michael Brandt Caves. It was, it, it was nice. Now here's, I, I don't ask about these things because I guess it's unprofessional to ask people what the food situation's like when you go to the matches. I covered matches at Mopfrey, so I covered one as you know, not a photographer. When I was taking photography courses, I covered two or three matches as a photographer. So I've covered matches at Mopfrey Stadium uh, as both a reporter writing writing a write up and doing photos and all that good stuff. At the old stadium, they gave you like a box of a sandwich, a cookie, a thing of potato salad, but mayonnaise is evil, so I don't eat it. A bag of chips, and you get like a bottle of water. <laughs> and that was it. So coming into Tuesday, I thought, okay, they just built this really nice stadium, all this, you know, grandeur around the stadium. If anything, they probably are trying to save some money somewhere and it's probably on the food. So I thought I'm going to get the same box lunch or whatever. So I ate dinner here at home. It was taco Tuesday. So you gotta, Oof. you gotta have, I, I ate some tacos with my fam. I hung out with them being so close is nice. Cause I can eat dinner here and then go to the stadium. But I get I get to the media area, Bryant, and it's not a box lunch with a bottle of water. They had like a little buffet. They had what? I think last night's meal was some sort of uh, Spanish rice or something like that. They had some sort of meat. It might have been pork, I think. Um, they had some fr- uh, fruit. They had God, was it watermelon? But they had slices of lime in the in the pan. It looked like they're trying to fancy it all up. Ooh. Um, they had a little basket of brownies you could eat. Uh, you could grab some brownies. They didn't just give you a bottle of water. They had a whole carbonated pop dispenser with like Dr. Pepper and Pepsi and whatever products they have there. They also had two Keurigs that were connected to a water line. So it's not somebody walking over with a pitcher and filling up the back of the Keurig. So, <laughs> no one else ever does. And no one I'm, ever I'm, does. You're always the one getting stuck filling up the water thing. I did have to remove some Keurig pods. I hate when people don't remove them when they're done. I think yeah, that's, that's lazy, lazy time. You're getting free coffee. So I had my fair share of free coffee. I had two cups of coffee. Um, so I go sit down and it's on the upper sideline. At Montfrey Stadium, they had an old... Um, excuse me, Historic Crew Stadium. Uh, at Historic Crew Stadium, it used to be in one of the old suites was the media area. I never went in there. During COVID, they closed it down because you couldn't social distance. So they had everybody up on the stage underneath the big awning that was on the north side of the stadium. And you were just sitting up there where people used to walk, where supporters used to be able to walk the concourse. They closed right. it off and blah, blah, blah. Here you were on the upper sideline on the highest level of the upper sideline on the west side of the stadium. And I knew that they had a spot up there and they had all these different, um, like a desk setup where you have space and you can see the whole field from midline from like the halfway line. So I go over there and I sit at this big window. I've got my computer set up and then Pat looks over at me and he says, yeah, they, the windows come up. 
What? Like, what? Are you serious? So right about 10 minutes before the match, somebody who works for the team is like, I'm going to put the windows up. And you in these glass windows, it doesn't look like it could do this. It doesn't look like, you know, a window in your house. But these glass, they turn them on and these glass windows go up and it goes from hearing a muffled, you can hear the music, you can hear the crowd a little bit. As the glass is going up, the muffle goes away and it just gets loud. And it's like you, the atmosphere just floods into the That's area. That's cool, yeah. Um, so no, that was... That was pretty cool. At halftime, I wrote I wrote the first half. I did that right up. And then I went to get more coffee because I'm an addict. And they had Schmidt's cream puffs up there. What? And they had like hot dogs from the concession stand. Like they had, it wasn't from the stand. They actually cooked them there. But you had a hot dog station and you had these Schmidt's cream puffs. And I, I'm usually not like an Instagram take picture of my food type person. But I had to take a picture of that cream puff. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So Schmitz, the food Schmidt's cream puffs are uh, one of the other than like you, it's probably <laughs> the thing I, I would say I'm one of the things I miss the most about Columbus. It's okay. You um, can you can rank the cream puffs above me. That's fine. And also uh, it's interesting that you say that they've they've got that kind of food. So now we know um, you know, like after the season, if they can't afford to like sign any more players, um, <laughs> the reason is because what they're doing is trying to bribe the local media into writing positive, uh, writing positive things about them. I'm a total so, shill now. Yeah, more than I was before. I'm a shill. Yeah. So when when people go to listen to this and say we're just uh, like a crew propaganda um, podcast, yeah. um, my hopefully my checks in the mail, Buzz. <laughs> I'll send you a cream puff. Yeah, uh, no, we were shills before uh, because yeah, if we don't want to fire the coach or, or save everything, we're we're obviously front office uh, front office shills. But no, that that was cool. I actually got to do my first in person press conference, which was awesome. So I'm sitting down there. We go down to the field, uh, well, a little area right outside the field, and yeah, Porter's there. Uh, Miguel Barry does his part, the greatest group player ever. Darlington Nagby does his part of it. And then after that, it is like an hour after the stadium closes and or all the supporters are out, excuse me. And Pat's like, hey, let's walk on the field. And there's a former massive report or we, yeah, he's a former writer, excuse me. He's an intern with the crew. So he's like, yeah, go, you guys can walk onto the field. That's fine. So we walk out onto the field. What? And I'm walking. It's just, it's cool because you don't see it from that angle the two of us this is not a video podcast but we're not what you would call an athletic build so there's not ever a time where the two of us are going to be playing competitive soccer on a field of that nature so or of any field of any nature so that was cool walking through there and then we go into the one percenters club i don't know the name of it but it's you guys did you guys like take pk's no we didn't i took some photos though for but for pat he covers every match so to him it's just like old hat uh yeah whatever another day another dollar uh we walk into the one percenters club the little restaurant the bar area for the sweet sweet life people and pretty much every supporter has gone except for like one family inside this restaurant and wouldn't you believe it miguel barry is taking a picture with them He's taking a picture with him. He's talking to the kid. The kid must have said something like, oh, every time I come to a match, you score a goal because Barry replied to him, then you need to come to every match then. You need to come to every match. And I, 
at first I thought, man, what a guy. And then the pessimism part of me is like, does he also have to sell tickets? Is that part of his contract? Does he have to? And he's like, okay, when you buy these tickets, tell him that Miguel Barry told you to get these tickets. There's a a clause in his contract that if he, uh, it's like, get on the phone, Barry. Uh, But no, it was, it was awesome, man. No, it was, it was cool. Uh, I think with college football coming or be here right now, it's, going to give me the opportunity to cover more matches there in person so i'm going to be covering the champions cup against cruz azul here on the 29th of september uh going to be covering matches probably up until they make the playoffs and then maybe if they get any home matches which if they get into the playoffs it's probably like a a squeak into the playoffs they're probably not gonna get any home matches but no any chance i get now to cover it um that'll be it and we've talked about this a few episodes ago but I kind of had a rut where my writing was, I was writing so much and I just got burnt out and I, for weeks, and this is on both massive report and BWS. I just kind of, my writing fell to the wayside a little bit and I was just kind of mentally not there. And I was drained even getting the opportunity to go last night. I was like, I guess I'll do it. I guess it's okay. Um, it completely kind of re-energized me. I think getting a month and not just because the match was awesome or not just because the food was good or something like that. Just being in the environment of being able to do something creative with something that you enjoy. It was, um, it was cool. I, I think it was something that really made me feel like, okay, I need to get back into this. I need to be more consistent. I need to go back, not to what I was doing before, because I did way too much. I tried way too much. It was quantity over quality. I I need to have good quality stuff, but also not do it to the point where I'm destroying myself (laughs) mentally. Yeah. So it was it was a positive there too. So speaking of uh, covering uh, sporting events. Yeah. Um, you are going to be covering another sporting event this week. Yeah. Um, so tell, uh, tell everybody in the BAM fam uh, what else you're going to be covering this week. So I applied f- to write uh, to cover the U.S. Women's National Team. They're doing uh, a little Fare Thee Well tour. Uh, I think if they won the gold medal, it'd be like a celebration tour, but Bronze right. isn't bad. It's not horrible. They've won a few World Cups. They're okay. They're playing up at First Energy Stadium, home of the Cleveland Browns, on Thursday. If you're listening to this past Thursday, it already happened. But I uh, got approved to drive up there and cover the U.S. Women's National Team. So I'm going to be doing that uh, Thursday. So that's two days after I cover the cruise match in Columbus. It was um, That was another thing, too. Now I'm I'm really excited about it. I'm pretty pumped. I know it's not going to be the same experience as being at the dot because it is a larger stadium. You're probably going to have a lot of different media folks there. Um, Don't have the same relationship with the folks who run the stadium, but I'm still really looking forward to uh, another opportunity and even seeing Mal Pugh again. This will be the third time I've watched Mal Pugh play in like a month, which is not a bad problem to have. No, no, that's, that's really, uh, that's really cool. I mean, that's, they're you know well this this go around they were third best but you know i think you can make a pretty strong case that they're the best yeah uh, best you know international club in the world on the women's mm-hmm. side so to get to cover them in person to get to see like all those great 
you know, all those great players and get to do so in a, in a city that you love like Cleveland. I mean, that's, that's pretty damn cool. So no, that's, that's really, really, uh, really exciting. You're doing that for beyond women's sports, right? Yes, I am. So that'll be, that'll be cool. I even texted you a little behind the, behind the curtain, behind the bam fam. I texted you, Brian, I actually felt something. It was good. It was yeah. positive. So it's a good thing. It's, um, yeah, really. What's energized. this positivity thing? In my Ugh, it feels weird. I need to take a shower. Uh, but no, it's it's cool. I'm excited to go up there. Yeah, I haven't covered anything at First Energy Stadium. So going to a stadium for a city that I love, Browns play there too a few days later for a team that I love, and watching U.S. Women's National Team. That's actually the first place I ever saw them play too. I took my daughter uh, to the World Cup Championship or the 2015 world cup like tour world cup uh you know we won tour celebration yeah. tour yeah i t- i went to first energy stadium for that match so now i'll be covering it as a media person so i'm pretty excited i'll have a full food report next week yes <clears throat> we we expect most of, that's really i mean yeah you know we we'll want to hear about the match and the players yeah, and, you know who you got to talk to but really what we're what we're really most on edge to hear about is, is the food yeah i hope uh, if they outshine the crew on tuesday that'll be amazing so we'll see if that if that comes to fruition um so that's that's a good thing how how'd you feel about seeing mal pew on the roster because i was excited let's actually talk about some soccer now because i've talked enough about me and writing and all that uh hoopla what do you think about mal pew getting the call up i'm pretty i'm pretty excited you're excited too right no no, I'm I'm upset. What, what, are, you ta- what um, are you talking about? We we had a whole show about like, no, Molly needs to go. She's amazing. Why isn't she on the roster? So for her, I'm obviously I'm happy for her. Like I know it's something she really wanted and was really like really upset and really bummed um, when she didn't get that call up to to go to the Olympics. As a Red Stars fan, um, it's twofold. For one, obviously I don't want her gone from the team, and I don't want her, the risk of her getting injured. But really what it was is, you know, through the time leading up to the Olympic selection and then after the Olympics even, um, she played really, really well and played with like this chip on her shoulder that first of all, it was her trying to, you know, trying to show, hey, I deserve to be on the team. And then when she didn't get it, yeah, then then when she didn't get selected it was well vlatko i'll show you so i just like having mal with that uh chip on her shoulder right like i want her to uh, you know to be to play to play angry like get out there and you know score every goal and then run over to the side pull up a shirt that says like you know f you vlatko or something like i want her to <laughs> you know or hold up a a v every time she uh she scores a goal for vlatko like you know something like that like i just but in all seriousness no it's 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 really cool i know i know it means a ton to her i know it's something that she obviously haven't haven't been on the team prior but on i know the team since she was like damn 15 years old 15 or something or something she's something been crazy. on the team forever she's only like 22 years old she, she feels like she's been around forever she reminds me in that way of like delhi for tottenham like yeah. everybody thinks delhi's been around tottenham for forever but he's only like 23 <laughs> Miguel Barry's twenty three because he's you know they started playing when he was seventeen player of all time yeah so these um, these players these phenoms they just 
it's just becomes common. Oh yeah, they're always, they've always been there, but like, Oh, I just got to buy alcohol last year. <laughs> like, right. oh, wow, really? That's crazy. <laughs> what was I doing at 22 or whatever it is? Like, <laughs> Oh man, I think I got married at 22. <laughs> Not qualifying for any, uh, any Olympic teams. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's, it's cool. Like it, it's exciting for her and, and, you know, hopefully she gets there and, and does really well. Mm-hmm. um but she stays know. in form and after the international break she comes back from the international break scoring bangers and uh, that would nothing wrong with that instead of playing with a chip on her shoulder you know she's playing with inspiration mm-hmm. right she doesn't have to play angry she can also be happy and you know just be just be comfortable out there you know she's training she'd be there training against the best and with the best and then she comes out there and is like i'll show you guys ain't no thing ain't no thing so that's that's the good news um in soccer do you want to go to well let's let's stick with what mal Pugh's prior team mal Pugh's prior team the washington spirit in a word have had a rough few weeks um let's put it that way and by rough few weeks i mean i think it's been a rough couple of years behind the scenes of what's coming out first thing and this happened a couple weeks ago richie burke the coach from the spirit got fired got the boot even though when he was hired i believe a year and a half ago there were talks about him having accusations against him somebody wrote about accusations they had against him team didn't take it seriously and then a year and a half later he gets well first he's not fired the rumor is he's moved to a front office position And then it comes out, no, he got the boot. Um, We find out it's because of violations from the league. Then the the owner, Steve, I forget his last name, the owner of the Washington Spirit, I don't care about his last name, the Washington Spirit supporters at a match, they hold up a sign pretty much telling him to sell the team. Sell the team, Steve. And they have a banner that comes up. What do you think happens with the banner the security comes over and says you have to take the banner down you have to take the banner down so they try to silence the supporters after this richie burke pretty much harassment against players making them feel verbal, inadequate verbal yeah. abuse like i mean Two and Cent beyond- sports actually interviewed the player who kind of was the whistleblower who came out and yeah. shared her story. So go listen to Two Cent Sports. We've talked about them before. They had Sarah Troussant on there. Um, but they just had an episode last week. Or it might have been this this week or last week. That had the player's entire story. From everything mm-hmm. with Washington. That kind of turned into this uh, very positive snowball. Because he needs to be he needed to be fired. I'm not saying no, snowball is in it was a bad thing. Like no. This is. It's just. We, we all. We're all about exposing people for horrible things that they're doing and facing consequences fuck that dude that also so uh whenever they made him take the sign down pretty baller move it turned into them chanting sell the team <laughs> so instead of at it- the start of the at the start of uh, extra time the whole the, for the rest of the game <sighs> um the fans um fans started a, a chant yeah sell the team and then a Trinity Rodman deserves better than this. Trinity Rodman. Um, and then they have a match against Portland Thorns. They travel out to Portland. 
and the match ends up being postponed because they have eight positive COVID cases. Eight positive cases. <clears throat> also, by the way, there's some rumors prior to that that um, another owner of the team, somebody who's trying to buy the majority share, there were rumors that the current owner, Steve, I forget his name again. I don't know his last name. He Scum- was trying. We'll call him Scumbag. Steve Scumbag was trying to get the other owner in trouble for violating some league thing, which I think nothing came from it. There was word that there was an investigation about the owner, the woman who was trying to buy the team from him. So anyway, they go to Portland game gets postponed for eight positive COVID cases. And then it's not over yet. <laughs> Their next scheduled match against the OL rain. They end up getting punished from the league for breaking medical protocols and they have to forfeit the match. So yeah. they forfeit a 3-0 forfeit. That's because you want to give the team who didn't have to be forfeited a positive benefit. So they get the three points, plus they get three goals and goal differential. And now it's just, I think a lot of things happening right now in the league, and I might be in the minority about this, like Richie Burke getting fired, Christy Holly getting fired, uh, the racing Louisville coach for other for a similar kind of harassment, not to the extent of Richie Burke, but also past discretions. I think also some issues with there was visa fraud where he was fraud trying to get visas for international players and he was frauding the system or something like that. So I think these firings, I think these a lot of these coaches leaving. I see it as a positive that you're firing these coaches because the league is finally starting to weed out the garbage oh, absolutely trying to get rid of the garbage i can see that a lot of people don't see that and they see okay nwsl is just a garbage league and we're new to the league and we transparency they definitely lack we mentioned sarah gordon in her case earlier in the show yeah they just said oh we case case closed and nothing's coming from it they're very quiet about things they're very hush hush about things they really want to be like an MLS or an NBA or an MLB. They want to be a major American sports franchise, but that's not a positive thing that I'm saying because the way they're doing things is like a major American pro sports franchise. And it's just kind of, or league, excuse me. And it's just shrouded in secrecy. They hold so many things so close to their chest. So my argument for them just growing up and getting rid of bad eggs it kind of falls on deaf ears whenever the whenever the league is doing stuff like the rise partnership they're partnering with an organization that's founded by and the board of directors or board of directors for it are all white pretty much old white men and the founder of it is a trump supporter who raised hundreds of thousands of dollars if not millions for trump and then you're also running a social justice initiative and now they, it just comes out that they had Deloitte as one of their sponsors who are also a consultant for the league. So now they're investing and consulting in the league, which is kind of a conflict of interest. If, if, if you know anything about Deloitte, do you know anything about Deloitte? Uh, I know there's a lot of connections to Bush and the Iraq war. Am I right? Yeah. They're also, their whole shtick is basically um they come in and basically fire everybody like they're one of those consultants whose whose whole thing is to uh they come in and their their whole shtick with you know optimizing your business or whatever really is to just start laying people off make things lean yeah so you know they're 
scumbags in their own in their own right. It's it's big money. Um, but now the NWSL with this whole what you call it with the Washington Spirit, <clears throat> they haven't announced anything about the Portland Thorns. They haven't announced anything about that match that got postponed. And no. now people are calling even Christine Sinclair, the goat international goal scorer, seventy some more than Ronaldo, <laughs> the highest international goal scorer in the history of soccer. She even came out who plays for the Thorns, and she said, "Hey NWSL, where are our points? Where are our three goals? You yeah. need to you need to make them forfeit this match too." And it's and there's it's, the spirit also. They hired Ben Olsen. I forgot to mention this. I should have mentioned this, and then sorry, Brian. We'll get back to what you were saying. Yeah, Ben Olsen is the former coach of the DC United MLS franchise. He was a player there. He was like a team legend he was hired to be the president of the Washington spirit in the last week. And during his press conference, he said something along the lines of, Oh, I don't know much about the women's league. The new president just admitted. He doesn't know much about the league. That he's Like, why are you, this goes back to what Kelsey trainer always says, selling the shirts, right? Invest in women, pay women, hire women. Why are you hiring this buffoon? If he will say in the press, I don't know much about this league. Then why are you a president of a team of that league? It it it's it's really like you know we're Red Stars fans first and foremost, but we're, I would right. say we're also both fans of the league. Like we want the league to do well. We want the league yeah. to grow. Yeah. We 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 have nothing but positive things to say about the supporters and, the, and everybody that we've met involved in the league. So it's really disappointing to see them manage some of these things so poorly. Like, you know, you really like you want them to do well, you want them to to succeed. And then, you know, the only press they get is this negative. And, and some of that, certainly the media should be covering them more and should be talking about them more. Don't get me wrong. Like the media has a part to play in that. But the only things that are making news are these, you know, the fiascos with the with the spirit? Uh, you know, it's like I, you know, you and I offline talked about Defector, right? Defector is a sports blog. Um, I've been a huge fan of it for years. It spun out of the old Deadspin um, back in the day. Um, they covered the, you know, one of their writers, Kelsey McKinney, was actually at the game uh, where the Spirit fans did their protest, and she. You know, she covered the game, and that was the only time that they've really covered the NWSL. And even it's the like, Richie Burke issue came from a Washington Post article. Yeah. The Washington Post article, I think, is one of the big reasons why they took action. And there's so many people who write about the NWSL, and they do it for free. There's so many bloggers right. and people on websites that write about them. But it like one Washington Post article, one Defector article will do more than all of that combined because that's how little big media will cover the league so i think maybe nwsl thinks that they can just get away with stuff because oh it's just them complaining as long as our investors are happy as long as our sponsors are happy that's really what's important and they're obviously making some quan because you have a lot of new owners coming in you have a lot of new money coming in and they're not coming in just for I would love to say for the love of the game, and this is no shot against the people we've even talked to in real life or interviewed, but it's also an investment. There's a reason people are putting money in because you are getting money out. Yeah. In the long run, hopefully. 
it's it's damn shame um is what it is obviously um stand with the with the washington spirit you know supporters like keep pushing them guys like you cannot we saw what um fan a fan base obviously coming together in solidarity um can do and there's there's power in um in collective you know collective action Mm -hmm. so keep keep up the pressure um keep doing what you're doing um do everything you can um because if you don't it's not gonna change and it may not anyway but if you don't try it's definitely not gonna change right um so that's that's kind of it nwsl side there might be things we're missing this year's kind of been insane uh, with all of the things that have happened off the field but let's talk a little bit about one team in england i mentioned liverpool's woes with the whole not streaming the women's match because the men played blah 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 that's kind of par for the course i could talk about the mistreatment of the liverpool women's side until i'm red in the face as red as their kits but we're going to talk about a team that usually doesn't get a lot of flack on the women's side, at least on the field. And that's Manchester city, Manchester city. It came out after they lost in the champions league. They had to play a play in game to make the group stage of champions league um, for the women's United UEFA women's champions league. Excuse me. So I think now it's just Arsenal and Chelsea who are in the women's champions league, but man city lost to real Madrid. I think it was one to zero. One nil, excuse me. It came out after the match that Man City, who has invested so much into their women's side, they give them a stadium at their training facility to play at. Uh, they have a really good following. They sign all these players. They signed Sam Mewis, Rose Lavelle. This year they signed Alana Kennedy. They signed right. these big names, <clears throat> names like Lucy Bronze. They bring in England internationals. The joke is that the England national team is just Man City women, pretty much. Right. They did not play a single preseason game. Wow. They did not play a, they didn't warm up outside of practicing, maybe some inter team scrimmages. The coach, the manager came out on record and said, We did not play any preseason matches. Now, that's not going to take anything away from Real Madrid because Real Madrid and Barcelona, their women's teams are growing exponentially you saw it in the champions league last year where barcelona just routed chelsea in the champions league final how do you not prepare you're about to play against a real madrid in the champions league and then no offense to tottenham and there's not an uh, attacking your team brian <clears throat> but tottenham's not supposed to come back and beat man city no, no, I was <laughs> I was absolutely shocked when it happened. Like it's their third um, competitive game of the season. That was only their third competitive match that Man City has played all season. That's that's absolutely it's negligence. I mean, is is really what it is. It's it's mismanagement, it's negligence. Like um, I mean, I'm glad it happened because it worked out well for, <laughs> for Tottenham. Anytime Man City loses women, men, uh, youths. We, I want we don't we don't discriminate. Like, look, we're happy when the men lose. We're happy when the women lose too. All right, we're we have equality and hatred towards all right. Manchester City, except for Zach Steffen. Except for Zach Steffen, nah. yeah, he demands Zach. Unless you're playing our teams, and then we hate you. He's a traitor. Get out of here. <laughs> He's a bum. 
Um, exactly. <laughs> but but no, I mean you love to see you love to see them lose. I mean it was it was a lot of fun seeing seeing Tottenham get that win. Like it's a huge, it's a huge huge win for that club. Like that's that's by far the biggest win they've had since they came up. Um, and Tottenham so- is a team that's kind of lower half of the table. Even like you could even yeah. make an argument that if they don't play their cards right, you could fight for relegation you need to will oh, you they, they they certainly certainly could um they were they were like right slap middle of the pack last season mm-hmm. which you know um kind of like uh kind of like man city you know you don't if you don't show up you'll uh fuck around and find out yeah like but no it's 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 crazy to hear that especially them like given their resources like you couldn't find somebody to play like, and you've kind of been a beacon of it outside of if you just look at the teams and the investment and what you've put on the field, if you ignore the morality of the country that owns the teams and the way they treat people outside of soccer, if you ignore all that morality issues, all the <laughs> problems that you have with um, who owns them, on the field, they were a beacon of, hey, this is how you invest in a soccer team. Oh you yeah. Put money into it, especially in the women's game where it's growing by leaps and bounds. And like, we're going to bring in these players. We're going to compete. We're going to be the, we want to be the best team in England. We want to overshadow Arsenal who was kind of the, the cream of the crop after Liverpool was Liverpool was big in 2013, 2014, 2015. And then they just didn't invest again everybody else started investing more and Liverpool's like, Hey, remember that investment we did six years ago? Remember that we used to do this a lot, but then you just quit doing anything more than that. Well, you know, man city can't buy themselves a champions league title on the men's side. No. So, so they figured they would try and buy themselves a champions league title on the women's side. You need to play a preseason match. Cause now you're out. You're not even in the group stage. Nope. You don't even get to compete. You're now you have just uh now you have the inter the FA Cup, kind of like the um, the Caribou Cup. I forget the name. I don't know who the sponsor is this year. Uh, the Continental Cup, excuse me. Now you just have right. the league in the Continental Cup. And last year you didn't you didn't win the league. You lost the league last year. So I maybe it's going to help them. Maybe they can focus on the league now. But that's a really crappy excuse to give your supporters um, if that's the rationale that some supporters are taking it's something that they're used to being man city supporters. Yeah. <sighs> but okay. We've, we've waxed poetically about uh, the issues within the world of sports. Let's get a little more closer to home. Shall we? Let's do it. So we asked, um, we asked you guys as we did last week. So we asked you guys last week, Hey, let us know what's going on in your life that we can talk about. We can solve problems for you or just fix it. Uh, fix something or we can just react to something that's you know that's going on in your life give our thoughts about it so you guys um gave us some good stuff mm-hmm. um last last week we had some had some good discussion um so we asked you again um hey let us know like what what would you like to uh what would you like for us to talk about so here we go like let's Let's see what you guys came up with on Twitter. I mean, this is this is your uh, this is 
your segment of the show. So you guys are driving yeah. what we're talking about. So Coming in uh, I think there were two posts, um, right? Two posts where you asked for, for stuff. So you want to pull up the first one? I've got the most recent one. Um, yeah, I think in the, the first one that we brought up, the most of the things that people asked us about was um, we, we had the tactical uh, I we had that. Let's see what what else did we have here. Um, I don't think we had much the first time around. I don't remember okay. a lot of people asking us something. Um, we did have a big positive with um, Ben Stickley, Stick Stickley, admitting that he wished there was pumpkin stuff available all year after he was uh, vehemently against it. Mm. vehemently against it but no i don't think um we didn't have anything else on the first one so it's all the second post we're influencers as you can tell we are we are hugely influential so a couple of them on the most recent post um all women's sports another good another good uh yeah good follow on twitter to, to find out who covers women's sports much better than we do they just interviewed um, a two-time like medalist uh, an olympic medalist in the in the wrestling in the women's wrestling uh event so yeah that's she's interviewing some ballers out there so definitely a a good follow there um asked that we talk about the drama around the washington spirit well hey nailed it you got your uh you got your wish there um brian lenoy asked us to talk about uh, the crew's defense um so we did defend the crew yeah. Um, thank Brian. you Brian that was a great idea yeah we got it Brian that's cool we got Thanks, we man. got it in there for you man you're uh, you're welcome um and then we've got we got two submissions from our from our buddy Homer uh two uh, things he'd like for us to talk about but first we'll go to we'll go to our good buddy Frank um Frank uh, you know I, I don't know if he's still uh Rory out we haven't asked him in a while if he's still I think roaring he might out. Be. And then the Man City thing just made him a little more cranky. So I'm pretty sure yeah. he's he's yeah, he, he just... made some snide remarks about Sam Kerr leaving and how Rory hasn't found anybody to score goals since. So I think he's still he might have fallen off the fence. I think he might be totally in Rory out right now. Well, he's wrong. That's okay. Um, he asked, "What should my alarm song be?" It's currently pumped up kicks by Foster the People. Good song. Very dark, though, if you listen to the lyrics of that song. It's a very dark song. <laughs> so do you have an idea of a new song? I have an idea, but I want to let um, you go first. I have two. Oh, um, and okay. these are ones I've used in the past. Okay. Um, one of them was uh, Wake Up by Rage Against the Machine, um, which played at the end of if you've not heard it from just listening to rage against the machine if you've ever watched the matrix it is the song that plays over the uh end credits of the matrix um the other one i came up with with because it was i i used this my alarm clock when i started like my first job um and i would wake up to go to work it was working man by rush like the heavy guitar intro, like the I get up seven, yeah, and I go to work at night. I'm tired for living, yeah, I'm working, working all, all the time. The... Seems to me, Seems to live, me our that life. You live our life. 
not better than I think I am. That's why they call me. I'm really working man. I guess that's what I am. Oh, gosh. Oh, wow. At first, I couldn't remember the lyrics, but apparently I caught up as you It just came right to you. As you can as you can hear. Okay, those are your two. Mine, um, <clears throat> I thought, okay, when you want to wake up in the morning, those are great options. I think the Rage Against the Machine one, it's almost like they worked with the, the alarm clock um, lobbyists because that sounds like the perfect, it's called wake up and it's loud and booming. <clears throat> but I don't, I don't want to be scared out of bed. I okay. think, Frank, this is something you should consider because you want to get up and you got to start moving. You got to start going. So I think your alarm clock should be the theme song from Benny Hill. Yakety sax. So yeah, once once your alarm goes off, it's like and you're gonna get up and start running around like crazy. And all of a sudden he's not wearing clothes and he's chasing like a nun for some reason. He's got a weird hat that's on like slightly (laughs) like a sailor's hat that's slightly arched on his head. But yeah, you could do uh yakety sax. You can run around really fast and uh, so the Benny Hill theme song is my uh, one, or maybe Brian, you could you could record us singing "Working Man" and have us singing it be your alarm clock. So Frank, That's... we actually gave you four options. We are we are such giving people. God, it's... the lifestyle brand part of our show is really thriving. We're almost like <laughs> I think we're close to goop levels of lifestyle brands. Right Ooh, now. we are influencers to be sure. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So that's that one. Now we'll get to, we'll try and help our good buddy Homer solve some problems here. So we can't um, save Forrest. We can't do it. Yeah. He, one of the, one of them is about Forrest. Um, Chris, is it Hutton? Hutton? I don't know. I don't watch enough. It's British. So it's probably like Huguten or something. (laughs) Yeah. I don't watch enough uh, Forrest to know how to pronounce his name. Sorry, Homer. He's ruined my day at least once a week, sometimes twice a week for the last six months. Mm. Help. They did fall from grace. I mean, they were in the battle to get promoted a couple seasons back. Last year kind of fell by the wayside. Right now, they're at like the bottom of the championship. So there's definitely some issues. Let me just give you my theory. And then, Bryant, you can chime in on what he should do. Uh, You should ditch him and run. I think that uh, I'm not sure what got you to force in the first place, but with the mismanagement, even the athletic wrote an article about how poorly the leadership is. Once leadership gets to a poor, poor level, you're allowed an out as a fan. You can say, okay, uh, I will not go down with this ship. I will not throw my hands up and surrender. There will be no (laughs) white flag. There is a white flag above my door. I'm getting out. And always will be a little Dido. So pick another team. That's what I should. If you want to stay in the championship because you don't want to pick a Premier League team and be a front runner, um, that's fine. Pick Sunderland. Pick Sunderland. Yeah, Sunderland until you die. Go pick Sunderland. Their women's side might get promoted because they're doing really well in the championship this season. I'm not going to cry. What's your idea, Bryant? um drop that zero and get yourself a hero oh so you want to get get rid of forest too huh yeah or you know um 
you know, you could recruit like Robin Hood and Little John mm-hmm. and, you know, what? the other, the no, not, not that little, little John, right? Not that little John. Okay. Uh, the, the one from uh, Robin Hood, Friar Tuck. Oh, that's a whole different. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry. Blinken. For those of you Robin Hood men in tights fans. <laughs> hey, Blinken. What? Did you say a hey, Blinken? <laughs> Dave Chappelle's in that. That was, that was, he was. a good one. Was young, a good one. young Dave Chappelle. That's that's yeah. a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would, uh, I would, I would go with that. Yeah, find find a new team. GTFO, get out of there, man. Um, you know, Leeds. Leeds is available. Oh. <laughs> All right, next one. What else are we helping Homer with? Um, Homer wanted us to name our top three favorite pumpkin things. Do you have your top three, or do you want me to go first? You can go first. Okay, my number one favorite pumpkin thing has to be these pumpkin cookies that my wife will make around this time of the year. She puts like cream cheese icing on the top of it and they're even gluten-free and it doesn't taste like it's gluten-free. You can't even tell it's gluten-free. It's a good good pumpkin cookie there. Second one I'm going to pick is uh, I'm just going to go generic and say pumpkin beer. Mm. I'm just a fan of pumpkin beer. That one from Sycamore down in Charlotte was real good. I'm drinking right now from Masthead Brewing in in Cleveland. Excuse me. We're not sponsored. Ad free since 93. We don't have sponsors on here. Haunted Hayride Pumpkin Ale. I'm drinking one of those right now. It's so darn tasty. And then I have a new one in number three. I have a new one. Um, Okay. It's not the PSL. No, it's not the PSL. Uh, This is from... I'm doing another acronym. It's from um, BJ, B and J, excuse me, um, Ben and Jerry's. They have a pumpkin cheesecake pint. That's mm. like a limited batch, like a seasonal batch right now. I just had it a few days ago. Um, Trey Magnifique. Very nice. Okay. Yeah, so to recap, homemade pumpkin cookies, generic pumpkin beer, and then uh, <clears throat> pumpkin cheesecake bj hey now all right um speaking of sycamore by the way i did see on social media someone drinking a sycamore beer at an establishment in grandview so what was the establishment uh marshall's uh sick sycamore has made it to uh to columbus so I don't know. I don't know availability. What beers? This was Mountain Candy, very delicious IPA. Um, again, we're ad free since '93. You're welcome, Sycamore, for the we just for the free, for we the just free say plug. this stuff because we like it. I think that was when I was eating the gigantic ass pizza. I think that's when I had the Mountain Candy. We just we just really like beer. Um, <laughs> so my top three. Um, I will agree with you on pumpkin beers. Um, I'm all about pumpkin beers. Um, looking forward to more of them being available here um i am a big fan of um trader joe's has a pumpkin pancake mix and it's and it's gluten-free um i am a fan of the uh the pumpkin i like pancakes in general pancakes are delicious Mm -hmm. um but like pancakes the Trader Joe's uh, pumpkin pancakes—they're—they're they're fantastic. Okay. Um, and then you know I enjoy pumpkin pie, but I really only need it like once a year or so. 
usually Thanksgiving, I'll, I'll get after the pumpkin pie. But there's also a one that's become a big hit um, in my with my family for pumpkin uh, for Thanksgiving and such. Uh, you mentioned pump, pumpkin cheesecake ice cream. Uh, we make just a pumpkin cheesecake that is okay. it's it's real uh, real real tasty. Mm. Um, so you know, but yeah, enjoy your pumpkin stuff, guys. It's say magnifique. Yeah, like don't. Don't let anybody gatekeep you, okay? Don't wait. Oh, you have to wait till fall's official. We already fought that fight, and we won. We fought Don't. the homers and the stick sticklies of the world, uh, and we we fought for the right for you to have pumpkin wherever the hell you want. Don't listen to all the losers and haters in the world. Mm-hmm. And speaking of losers and haters, uh, let's go ahead and send it home here. So. <laughs> We appreciate you guys. Uh, you guys aren't the losers and haters, by the way. Well, you might be haters, but you're not losers. There's definitely haters in our midst. Yeah. Oh, hey, the haters are my motivators. Yeah, um, PhD so, player, hater degrees. Yeah. Educated. All day. Educated audience. So, you know, we appreciate it. Appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to us. We would also appreciate it if you could share, you know, the podcast with your friends and family and coworkers and people you hate. Um, people, random people you meet on the street, just literally anyone. Um, oh, your boss at work, you want him to listen or her to listen as well. Hopefully, it's a her that listens you, to this podcast. If you want to be like the psycho um, Man United fans and get an airplane to fly like a banner across, you know, over a stadium, hashtag ban um, fam on it. Yeah, like listen to Bryant and me or something. Like we won't stop you. No. Um, if you want to do that. Um, Short of that, you know, we also appreciate you going to uh, wherever you listen to your podcast and leaving us a five star review saying how great we are. Um, if you want to say how much we suck within that review, it's always appreciated. If it's if it's really funny and makes us laugh, we'll, we'll read it on the show and give you credit for it. Yeah, um, just five stars. Even if you say horrible things, five stars. Oh, yeah. Tell us how ugly we are and how stupid we are. I don't care. If you hate our show, five stars tells Apple that you really hate our show the most. If you love our show, five stars is that you love us the most. So no matter what you think about us, five stars is what determines is what represents your thoughts and feelings. Perfect. Couldn't have said it better myself. Mm. Um, we love to interact with you on social media. Uh, you can interact with us on Twitter at Bryant and me. Uh, you can interact with Thomas also on Twitter at one Thomas Costello. I do not tweet from a personal account, but do tweet from the Bryant and me account. So Dang right. um, burn we, away. Both use, we both use it as a burner. Yeah. Um, so you never know which one of us is saying what. Um, on Instagram, we're also at Bryant and me. I'm at pickle chip, replace the eyes with ones. Um, and Thomas is at one Thomas Costello. Yeah. Uh, make sure that you look out for the fantastic things that Thomas is out there uh, writing. Um, you know, go read his his match uh, match recap from the mm-hmm. crew match last night. Uh, from the sounds of it, going to be another article published on Massive Report this week uh, regarding comparing uh, Miguel Berry to to someone we don't know who. Mahatma Gandhi. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Ooh, that's that's a good one. Um, and he's also going to be covering the U.S. Women's National Team for Beyond Women's Sports, like we mentioned earlier. So be on the lookout for, for the goodness from that. Um, please, please, please take care of yourselves. Please take care of uh, the people around you. Take care of your mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, check in with, you know, with those around you, your friends, your family. Uh, you 
just people around you, man, take care of them, make sure that, uh, that they know you care about them and, uh, make sure just check in, make sure they're okay. See if they need anything. Like we all kind of got to stick together. It's tough out there for people. People are struggling. So, so we all got to stick together. If you're, if you're out there, um, you know, protesting, whether that's some of the laws that have, that have gone in around the country this week, or, uh, you know, the, the fans of the Washington spirit, whatever the case may be, please be safe. Please yes. look out for one another. Please, uh, know that we stand with you, um, mm-hmm. as you're out there it's like the power. on, on that note, have a great week. We love you. Cheers. Adios.